Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We are deep into college football bowl season with the college football playoff just around the corner. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the King of Oregon. And with me, as always, is AJ, Michigan, Will, Roll, Florida, Marchese. Retweet. Uh, today, we'll look at some major draft prospects who've elected to return to school. What? New NFL draft declarations, new senior bowl acceptances, and some major bowl games. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. A bowl season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with my Bucky. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the game. Not this year when there are a record 41 bowl games to bet on, including the National Championship on January 7th. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props, and I mean craziest. Where you bet is just as important as who you are betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you gotta go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it, but you should. Check them out for yourself. Join now and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code HEAVEN25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That is promo code HEAVEN25. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. <laughs> Did you uh, did you hear who's playing the halftime show for the national championship game? Is it Imagine Dragons? What's this, what's this voice? I don't know. Just start, I liked it though. Start happening. I, I usually I go it. in not knowing what's going to happen, and then whatever happens mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's, live my uh, life. That's, yeah, that's how we plan the show. <laughs> All right, with Imagine Dragons on our mind. No, no, hold on. I gotta break. Let's talk about this for a sec. Okay. I, you're a music guy. I need quite, I need answers. Imagine okay? Dragons is literally the worst rock band alive. That's well, your answer. First of all, that's wrong. So I shouldn't ask you this. 
Are they imaginary dragons or do they? They have an inside ima- joke. That's how they got their name. See, I knew you. See, that's why I asked you. I knew you had an answer for this. Yeah, but they don't tell the like what it was. But it has to do. I'm pretty sure they were really high. Oh, that's so what cool. it sounds like. Yeah, so cool. So really setting a good example for today's children in America. Re- imagine retweet. Dragons. Get them out of the halftime show. Any Those more questions? <laughs> no, that's it. I'm, Radioactive. Sorry. Radioactive. That's a song. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got a couple of underclassmen, major underclassmen, that have elected to return to school for the 2019 season. Starting hot with arguably, okay. probably, most likely, quarterback one in the 2019 NFL draft, had he declared. Shea Patterson. What? Oregon quarterback, Justin Herbert. Yeah. It wasn't shocking, but it still was. there's there's been rumors for months that he would return for his senior year at Oregon no matter what Uh, he's from Oregon he loves Eugene his younger brother's going to be on the team next year he really wants to play Mm -hmm. with him Um, so it was known but still surprising because he was pretty much guaranteed to be a top five pick look like probably monetarily the wrong decision but you can't say that for for this kid, right? Oh, he you also did. Yeah, he also did for education. He's a three point nine GPA. He's a biology major. Yeah, that's like you know what you, le- you, you learn a lot about biology with the ducks, man. Never criticize a kid for making the decision, but it it was surprising just because he again this quarterback class is weak. Um, mm-hmm. He would have been a top five pick probably. Mm-hmm. Not, and he might not be, especially because twenty twenty is going to be a very offensive heavy draft um yeah he does have some things to definitely improve upon and that it'll be nice and hopefully we'll see him at the senior bowl as well he's got all of the physical tools you could ask for it's just he's quite inconsistent um and if he can improve upon that as a senior organ he'll be in good shape but it's almost like just because of how this draft was going to probably fall he yeah. can only hurt his stock by returning to oregon yep Definitely. Um, I feel like the lack of success this year, the disappointing second half of the season for Oregon, probably influenced his division. He seems like decision. He seems like a guy that wants to go and you know win there. Yeah, they because everyone kind of, especially they just they landed the number one recruit um, mm-hmm. in the yep. class. Uh, I think his name like Tavon Thibodeau or something, pass rusher, um, and they had I think the sixth overall recruiting class. Sorry, I'm not. I'm a draft guy, not a recruiting guy. Yeah, we'll talk about them in two years. Okay. <laughs> um, and obviously they they looked at one point. People thought they could be a top ten team. They have uh, obviously the Herbert, um, Dylan Mitchell's going to be back. Mm-hmm. They seem to always find productive running backs. They have one of the better offensive lines in the country. Um, def- defensively, they're going to lose some guys, but they're. They they struggled at times, but overall they they're going to be a top twenty five team. Yeah, and if he again he loves Oregon, wants to turn them into a winning program once again, I think he could potentially do that with a huge senior year. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to see him return, but not exciting for the draft. Exciting for college football, definitely. Uh, it'll be fun to watch him. It's kind of to me, it's him versus Tua for quarterback one next next year, right? Somebody yep. else fully really in the picture. Actually, I'm going to no. bring someone else up right now. Um, because with Herbert returning, you kind of expect maybe, especially with how weak the quarterback class is, maybe a surprise 
guy turns pro because of it, takes advantage of the weak class. Um, I thought that might be Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson, mm-hmm. who it turns out he is looking to grad transfer now. Which is very interesting. Yeah, I saw a rumor that um, Minnesota could be one of those teams. I was, I was going to float that out there. They beat him this year, right? Yes, and like P.J. Fleck uh, mm-hmm. coming from the MAC, and Yeah. So that'd be interesting, but yeah. So Tyree Jackson likely, he he's apparently he's not fully gonna for sure grad transfer. He just wants to look at his options, but he he entered the portal. Yes, as, as, as they say. Yeah, so that'll be interesting, but I'm sure we'll see a surprise underclassman at quarterback turn pro be, to take advantage of uh, the class. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a couple more quarterbacks decided to return to school. Um, this one happened a little bit ago. Iowa quarterback Nate Stanley, who's got some physical tools. Some people really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he declared, he could have been a potential day three pick. Yeah. Uh, made total sense for him to go back to Iowa. He's uh, quite inconsistent, but. Well, again, physical tools, big arm. Um, Probably get drafted next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shea Patterson, the Michigan quarterback, obviously transferred from Ole Miss. Uh, makes sense. He returned to school. I don't think he would have been drafted. Um, yeah. None of these quarterbacks, except for Herbert, is surprising that they went back. No, and they made the right choice. Yeah. Uh, Patterson could definitely help us start. Like, people talked about him. Like, he could be a first-round pick under the year. Clearly. It, it, it's just because the the big recruit. Yeah, Perfect. and he put up big numbers at Ole Miss, but if you watch it, the way he put up the big numbers had a lot more to do with his the receivers around him than had to do with him. I think another year in Michigan will really help. Yeah, like I, I see with his skill set, I could see him being a backup quarterback in the NFL potentially. Yeah. Um, North Texas quarterback Mason Fine, probably the least surprising. The, yeah. Uh, I watched his tape last night, though. Um, he's got he's NFL fun. tools. He is very fun. He's 5'11", 185, and... Totally makes sense to see him return to North Texas, but mm-hmm. he'll be a kind of a, I think, a polarizing quarterback prospect in 2020. Um, what else we got? Wide receiver from USC, Michael Pittman Jr., son of former Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Michael Pittman, um, returning to USC. Again, not so surprising. No. Big body guy, some flash plays, not super consistent. Obviously, freshman quarterback last year. They just hired Cliff Kingsbury. He could really shoot his stock up, yeah. By returning, um, I I saw some love out there for Michael Pittman Jr. too. So yeah, him and Tyler Vaughn's kind of get love here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a uh, little little more for Vaughn's, but yeah. Yes, but P- P- again, Pittman Jr. Like if you watch his highlight tape, you come away impressed. It just needs to be mm-hmm. more consistent with him. Yeah. Um, two interior defensive linemen returning to school. First, South Carolina's defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. Who first year starter this year had a lot of hype entering the year. I think he was uh, not again. A lot of these guys, same thing, not consistent, but that you see the flashes, so that's why there's mm-hmm. a bit of hype around them. Uh, Kinlaw, really athletic uh, interior defensive lineman. I think he's a place stronger, needs to be more consistent. But returning to school, like he could be a hot name this time next year. That and you don't want to be in this class if you're not a hot name. Yeah, the definitely. group of interior like, defensive linemen. There's like 15 guys you could probably. 15 guys people are going to argue in their top 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like the re- the receiver class is the same in the, guy. In the first three rounds, probably, yeah. Yeah, it's – I think I've got – for interior defensive linemen, i got like a, a double digits in my top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michigan State's uh, interior defensive lineman, Raquan Williams, who made some big plays down the stretch for Michigan State. 
Like him and Kinlaw are going to be guys who are, who are going to have a lot of hype entering their senior season, so it makes yeah. sense that they return to school. Yep. Um, maybe the – probably the most surprising one. Yeah, I, I think so. Just because we knew Herbert wanted – was intending to return to Oregon. Yeah. Alabama linebacker Mac Wilson – who, kind of a guy that we we penciled in all year that he's going to be in the draft. Yeah, he prior to um, electing to return to Alabama, he was my number one off ball linebacker in my top five on my big board. Uh, he, like I don't think there, I think in the end there would have been no question that he was the consensus number one off ball linebacker in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just like with how I expected him to test athletically. Surprising, he went back to Alabama, mainly because he was like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, he was going to be a lock of the first round pick, um, one year starter, crazy movement skills, absolutely gifted in coverage. Needs to improve his run fits and being more physical, uh, consistently physical. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to Alabama, though, he's going to again. It's a really interesting class next year, but he, I think he'll probably seal himself as one of the five best defensive players in next year's class. Like, going back definitely doesn't hurt him as a player. It's just, you know. Surprising. Just, yeah. He would have been a first-round pick. Yeah. yeah. And finally, this one's old news. We might have even talked about it before. Florida State corner, Levante Taylor. He elected a long time ago to return to Florida State. Smart move. Had a down year after having mm-hmm. a little bit of first-round hype. Uh, yep. Has all the tools to be a first-round pick next year. Um, just needs to be more physical. And to make up for his lack of size, I guess. Um, All right. Now to the guys who we will be talking about for this draft season. The new underclassmen have declared for the 2019 NFL draft. Surprising amount uh, over the last week or so. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting with Utah State running back Darwin Thompson. Kind of sucks that Utah State's had like one of the best years in program history. They lose their coach. They lose a. They're tight end. No, they're running back. and They had a receiver transfer to Texas Tech, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, Darwin Thompson's going to be a guy who I, I, th- I think is going to be a late riser. Uh, I just got into him this morning. Um, he is super, like, joysticky in the way he runs. Mm-hmm. Impressive contact balance. 5'8", 200. Uh, runs hard for a smaller guy. He like that Tariq Cohen type role is gonna be his future in the NFL. I think he is. He's gonna, I think, be like a day three pick, but like a, a name to watch. Yeah, like he's yeah, okay. really interesting. I got to do more on him, of course, but really interesting. Um, this one doesn't seem like it should be new news because he'd already accepted his senior bowl invite. <laughs> I, Iowa State receiver Hakeem Butler is officially declared. Yes. Um. Potential top 10 receiver prospects. Some people are very high on him. Others, not so much. Polarizing guy, 6'6", yep. 220, makes some wild plays. Also has some drop issues. Um, I think he's my number seven or eight receiver right now. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, that's a, it's going to be huge for his stock. Uh, a couple more receivers. Wake Forest, little slot receiver Greg Dortch, who's going to shoot up boards. Yeah, yeah, he is. But still a little surprising because he's only a Richard sophomore, right? Yeah, big and, year, though, and he like he looks like a guy who can – maybe not an instant impact, but future starting slot in the NFL. Fine, fine. I, I agree. Greg Dorch is a good player. But, like, yeah, just slightly surprising because of 
how young he is. I, not really, but you know what I mean. And, and um, not major program, I guess. That and the the depth of this wide receiver class. He is literally a uh, Jamison Crowder clone, though. He's pretty much. Yeah. I love it. Um, the more surprising one, Hawaii receiver John Ursua. Ursua. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything on him other than when I watched Hawaii like Hawaii. twice this year. We I think we've we've mentioned him before. Yeah. Um, but again, I haven't done the tape yet. Probably gonna get to it tonight. Um, surprising again with this receiver class to see a guy, especially if mm-hmm. not a big name like him, especially with Cole McDonald going back to Hawaii. And that offense kind of looked like it was clicking all Cole, year long. Cole lost the job though, which is weird. I don't. I don't think he won't be the starter next year, though. I don't. This, uh, they were really. They really talking up the 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 quarter. The other one, I forget his name. He looked okay in the game, the bowl. You know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Ursula definitely caught my eye watching Hawaii games. No tape I've done on him yet, but uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of. I agree with you. Surprising. Just, yeah, just because the depth. I mean, next year's going to be crazy receiver class too, though. I guess. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But another year on your belt, it, it's not going to hurt your stock, right? Oh, de- definitely not. But again, a little bit surprising. Um, another small school program coming up, but less surprising because he's a bigger name. Uh, oh, De- Deontay Johnson of Toledo. Yes. Sorry, I, I'm looking into this uh, Hawaii quarterback thing. Oh no, yeah. Because uh, did you watch the Hawaii Bowl? A bit of it, but like Cole, yeah, Cole McDonald were... started. Every, every I, I other don't game. know. Yeah, I don't know why. It's so weird. Uh, they when they interviewed. Oh, I can't. I'm blanking on the coach's name. I can't think of it. Former Hawaii QB coach, though. Y- yes, when they interviewed him uh, during the halftime, they were talking. He was talking about like, oh, McDonald's gonna get going. Blah blah. I don't know. So uh, again, like, I think Cole McDonald's gonna be starting next year. I think he, he's. I like Cole McDonald. Me too. Hey. Um, okay, yeah. Toledo receiver Deontay Johnson, smaller guy. I've been big on him since the summer. Mm-hmm. I think he has NFL starting slot potential. Going to be like a fifth-round pick probably because of this receiver class. But I think he's a uh, clean route runner, really good footwork, lateral speed. Um, I don't know. I just really like him. He's going to pr- be one of my draft crushes probably, like <laughs> sleeper draft crush guys. Yeah. Um, also, Ole Miss tight end Dawson Knox. Crazy tight end class. And yeah, it's starting, starting to come together now. If you watch uh, Dawson Knox, you'll come away thinking, wow, how does Old Miss not get him involved more? He's open a lot, and Jordan Tommy literally just doesn't throw to him. Yeah, that's okay. Dawson Knox is big, athletic, blocks pretty well. Um, he's going to be a, probably like a third-round pick, depending mm-hmm. on his combine. <sighs> Don't look at the numbers with him because it doesn't tell the story. <laughs> He he is an NFL starting tight end. Uh, now a couple offensive tackles who are all I think semi surprising mm-hmm. um, guys turning pro. Starting with North Carolina offensive tackle William Sweet. There's no tape on him yet, so I don't have a lot to say about him. Yep. But I mean, maybe just declaring because that program's terrible. But Mac Brown's coming in, so who knows? Um, San Diego State's Tyler Romer, who got kicked off the team this year, a couple games into the season. Big mauling left tackle, kind of like the right tackle Ryan Pope. Um, mean, not very good in pass pro. Could see him kicking inside, maybe making a bit of an impact in the NFL. But again, got kicked off San Diego State's team, so I think he's just 
trying to make it to the yeah. NFL now. Yeah. Uh, the most intriguing of this group, though, is UCLA left tackle Andre James, who I have a draftable grade on. I think kicking him inside, you potential NFL starter on the inside of uh, offensive line, really mean, really good in the run game, really physical, lacks clean footwork, not great at using his length and pass pro, not the greatest athlete in the world. Do you remember there was like that week, uh, or maybe even last, or there was like some Andre James hype? Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it's kind of Tell weird. me more. I don't know. People were saying like, I don't know. It might have might have been way back. Maybe I'm making stuff up. I remember people like like talking him up, and I'm like, that UCLA offensive line was so bad, and they had a <laughs> I had a top ten pick in it. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, I haven't watched them so. Yeah, well, where's the same number as Colton Miller now? So that's weird. It's weird. Uh, one more offensive lineman, Stanford guard Nate Herbig. Mm-hmm. Who? What's his name? Like Big Island or something? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's it's the best. He's like. Will Hernandez type wide of guard, just, just a body. Um, he is big. <laughs> one thing that you'll immediately notice when watching Herbig is he lacks balance, which is an underrated thing for an offensive lineman to have. I mean, oh, you, definitely. You can watch Jerry Tillery throw him. Yeah, do you remember he that? Had, he, yes, I do remember that. He's. I, I like. I, he, he's really inconsistent. Like I like. Him. Remember how high I was on him originally? Yeah, I'm. I, if I remember correctly, I was not impressed in the summer. Yeah, we were like polar opposites on him. Yes. Um, he because there'll be times where he's putting people on the ground. He seems so mean, but then there's other mm-hmm. times he's on the ground, and you never yeah. want to draft a lineman who's on the ground a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I totally agree. That is something that's so underrated, and it's even like. Not even just like obviously getting pushed around by a defensive lineman and ending up on your ass. It's not even just that, but it's also like you'll see some guys who get out to the second level, look for someone to block, and just kind of fall. Yeah, that see, that 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 is an underrated aspect, and, in my opinion. One of my favorite things about another offensive lineman in this class, Yadni Kajus, is how talented he is. Talented he is mm-hmm. with his balance, and I think it, yeah, boxer, again, really really underrated. Um, but yeah, so her Herbig's gonna be. He, I think he should have returned to school because he's got a big name. Yeah. In another year, Stanford could have done him well. I guess it's not a great interior offensive line class, so it kind of makes sense. I could yeah. see him ending up going in like the third round, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like him there, but I could see that. Yeah. yeah, but I think he's more of like probably a fourth-round pick. Um, yes. All right, jumping to the defensive side of the ball now. Huge one, Mississippi yep. State interior defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons, who is top – and on my big board right now, I think. Um, maybe maybe top 12, but I think top 10. Um, super physical, super talented, athletic. Uh, he kind of bring, brings it all as a three-tech, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox is my comp for him. Of course. He has, before uh, ending up Mississippi State, There's a, I think there's it's on video, right? Is it on video? I can't remember. Uh, but he punched a woman in the face. Um, he only got suspended like one game. Classic. Yeah, not great. Uh, no. So that's gonna that's gonna be huge for him during the process. Uh, Joe Mixon like scenario where Joe Mixon probably would have been a first round pick had he not done such an awful thing. Um, I, I, yeah, um, Simmons. Mixon, Mixon was more highly publicized, I think. Yeah, I agree. Which uh, is terrible. That you know, I, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. 
Uh, that, that it's going to end up helping Simmons. You know what I mean? Like that it's not. Yeah. Um, so Simmons, Simmons would be a top 15 lock, I think. Mm-hmm. If not for that, I still kind of think someone's going to bet on him in the first round, though. Probably. At the back end. But again, it's a really deep interior defensive line class, so why t- take a guy with that baggage when you mm-hmm. could take a guy who's not, maybe not quite as talented, but not far off? Mm-hmm. Um, another interior defensive lineman, Oklahoma's Amani Bledsoe. There's no tape on him. I don't know very much about him. No, me either. He's not even Oklahoma's best interior defensive lineman, if you ask me. That'd be Neville Gallimore of Canada. Retweeted. Um, Oklahoma had a guy last year who declared that it was really weird. It, it, defensive tackle again, who declared was weird. He was like a part-time starter, and he went undrafted and like didn't even get signed as undrafted. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. So that came to mind. Um, more who was f- it last year? I, think I, I can't think of his name. I remember there was like this very little bit of tape on him, and I watched it. And I was like, yeah. why did this guy declare? I think it was like he was going to get kicked off the team or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, a pair of <laughs> Mac edge rushers have declared. Two of the all-time greats, though, in Mac pass rushing history. Yeah, well, start Sutton Smith. Starting sure. with Sutton Smith, who had he gone back for his senior year, he was going to threaten yeah, uh, college yeah. football records. I think it was fourteen he needed for to the, uh, break Jalen Ferguson's record. Yeah, I forgot Jalen Ferguson has it now. For he yeah, did he so? I think he, he's half up. He's half on Suggs, or is he a full sack on Suggs? I can't remember. I can't remember. So I think you need. I think Sutton needed like fourteen and a half or so. Just doable year. for him, because he's done like thirteen and a half, fourteen, like his whole career. Yeah, so. he's gonna be weird because he he showed up in Northern Illinois as a running back, got moved to edge, <laughs> is still six foot two twenty five. Yeah, he's gonna have to learn to be an off ball linebacker in the NFL. I think. I don't think you can play a guy like that, that size, size mm-hmm. who's not like some. He's not a great athlete or anything. Well, um, he played running back route, so, so he looks stupid. Yeah. Um, he seems like a guy who would definitely have gone back and used the senior bowl as an opportunity to show he can play off ball. Now he yeah. doesn't have that opportunity. He's going to yeah. have to do really nice things at the combine to be anything more than a late day three pick. Yeah. You kind of have to draft him with a plan. I guess you could argue he's going to be a guy who could be a big time special teamer for you if he tests well. I'm, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I think that the senior bowl would have been really big for it. I'm not a big Sutton Smith edge rusher fan. I got obliterated on Twitter in the summer for not being one. Rob, stats are the only thing that matter. I'm, Don't watch tape. I'm idiot. sorry. I forget sometimes. Uh, the other edge rusher, though, one of my favorites in the class, Eastern Michigan's Max Crosby, who is listed at 6'5", 260. I've heard he's more like closer to 240 than he is 260, though. But still, um, Raw. Did, did you go down to Ypsilanti and uh, get an eye on him? I just DM'd like, him that, and I said, how big <laughs> um, Really, really uh, violent hand use. That's what stands out with him. Um, high motor, those are the two things that are, are going to get him potentially as a top 100 pick if he tests well and comes in at a nice size. He probably ends up more like mid-fourth round. I think he has NFL starting qualities, though. I am a Max Crosby fan. <laughs> um, and then two linebackers one some, somewhat surprising Fresno State linebacker Jeff Allison who I know he's like the, he's the leader of the Fresno State defense um, he put up some big numbers for them this year I, I'm always just kind of th- surprised when a I guess a group of five guy who's really productive 
but not necessarily a big name yeah. in the scouting community declares. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I've I think I've done only like one game on Allison. I could see him being a late pick. I've got to do more, of course, though. Yeah, I think in the summer you didn't mind him. Yeah, like there were some things that stood out. I need to again see this season. Uh, I I, th- I believe there's people on draft Twitter who do like him a fair amount, though. All right. Um, and your guy from Michigan, linebacker Devin Bush, taking advantage of Mac Wilson going back. Yeah. There is uh, a scenario where Devin Bush ends up linebacker one, in my opinion. Really? I guess just De- his, the stuff his, with his... Devin White, man. Devin White is going to – It's he's just not that natural in coverage and his mm-hmm. instincts are a little mad. Like you, you draft Devin White needing, a, I think, a plan with him. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you I gotta think, yeah. take advantage of his blitzing ability and what he does coming forward, and kind of yeah. hide him a bit in coverage. And he bites on run fakes a ton. Yeah, where Devin Bush is just your like Devin Bush. Play. Yeah, Devin Bush. Like modern. I, I think Devin White's more of a, a will, and Devin Bush is a true uh, Mac mm-hmm. linebacker. Yeah, because yeah, I agree. Um, Devin Bush can do a bit of everything. He's fast. I don't know, like. His coverage isn't great, but he's, he's he makes some plays in coverage. And he's physical. Uh, I like Devin Bush. I, th- I think he'll test like solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah. I get, it's a yeah, weird like linebacker class with Mac Wilson going back. Yeah, I th- he for sure could end up a first round pick. Like, I wonder if Voshan Joseph will uh, declare to take advantage. He might. Yeah. No, you like him. Sorry, Voshan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like undersized has some Deion Jones stand. We'll save it for if he declares. <laughs> okay. Uh, and finally, there's only two more Senior Bowl acceptances, both running backs, both smaller schools. One of my boys, one of my favorite players in the in the summer, at least. I yeah. still love him. Yeah, uh, Temple running back Rayquell Armstead. That's a that's a big get for you based mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. summer talk of him and it yeah. looking nice. He's like the you know when we're doing we're scouring all these random guys that like going into the watching the tape you didn't really know about them yeah then you find out you find them and you like them a lot and then Raquel was the 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 biggest one for me in the summer that I loved and hey he's at the senior role now baby uh, again uh, running back fun not r- weird fun running back group at the senior bowl yeah yeah but it's not that. Big of a deal for running backs. This pass protection and pass catching is I think, how, I think how you make for, your money. Yes. I think for Armstead, uh, pass catching, uh, he didn't do a shit ton of it. Did he do a lot of it? I can't remember now. I like him doing it, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I feel like it's hard to find a running back who's truly used a ton at it. You can When they are, you can kind of tell if they've got natural hands or not, though. And uh, Yeah. I, I, think he's, Armstead could, I think he's good enough. Emerge. Yes, I think he converges as a, as a I, real solid. Actually, athlete. just because we're talking about that, real quick, hopping back to Utah State running back Darwin Thompson, he averaged mm-hmm. 15 yards per catch. That's pretty good. And he had, he had like 300 receiving yards. Pretty interesting. I Yeah, that whole Utah State offense oh, is fun this year. Yes. Uh, and then the other senior bowl acceptance, North Dakota State running back Bruce Anderson, who I he's got I, – I've watched him. I, I, I like him as a – like a special teams contributor, maybe your third running back. He feels like that's that's. I know they haven't gotten anyone drafted North Dakota State, but their running backs always kind of feel like that guy. 
Yeah, you know who I mean? they had a couple of years ago, John Crockett, I think it was. Felt yeah. f- similar uh, mold. Uh, yeah. Anderson d- does have some pass catching ability though, and a big senior bowl showing that off will be interesting. Um, all right, AJ, it's officially bowl season, and you know how to spice things up and make a little extra money for Christmas. Christmas is over, AJ. So New Year's Eve, I mean. No, hold on. I I got this for my ad for uh, the other podcast. Say so you got to pay off the credit card bills. You got to pay off the credit card bills, AJ. You know I how to like spice like, spice yeah. things up and pay those off by spicing them up. <laughs> Burn them. Burn them and go off the grid with the money you make from my bookie. <laughs> They're my go-to bookie when I'm feeling a little frisky. And I'm always frisky when I'm going off the grid. (laughs) (laughs) Even better, right now at my bookie, they'll give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Just go to my bookie and use the promo code HEAVEN25. There's no season like bull season when you've got to get off the grid, baby. My bookie. I've never even been on the grid, man. Yeah, you're a different breed, my friend. You ever watch the second Tron? I live where Jeff Bridges lives. I don't like behind know the wall. what that means. With Olivia Wilde. What? Olivia Wilde from Drinking Buddies? <laughs> she is from Drinking Buddies. Great movie. Good flick. It is very enjoyable. More on that on our movie podcast. It's a terrible movie. What are you talking about? What? Oh, I... Like, one of those movies that there's no point to. Like, I throw it on. I'll just, like, kind of zone out. I no, it. it's not even funny. Oh, no. You're... Well, oh, this is a bad take. No, Jake no, no. Johnson, Jake Olivia Wilde, uh, what's her name from Pitch Perfect? Anna Kendrick, and who else was that it? That weird guy who I don't like the other guy, but who was it? I can't remember his name, but I don't like him. No, give me, give me a, give me a roll or something. Uh, drinking buddies. <laughs> Saturday I, I, noon, Chick Fil A. Man, we can't get into this. Chick Fil A. I know you do. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, number ten Florida versus your number seven Michigan. Michigan six Look, point favorites. My pick is that cast was so good, and I was so disappointed, and I'm picking the University of Michigan to cover the six points. What are you looking for in this game, prospect-wise? What? Anyone? It's, it's yeah. kind of hard. Like, I feel like... I want to see uh, Bushel Beatty get beaten by Ja'Kai Pola. We, we got no Devin Bush in this game. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see Voshan Joseph, Ja'Kai Pola make some big plays. Um. I'd, I wouldn't like to see that, but they will. Of course they will. Um, as for the Florida and Michigan offense, both have two, obviously, Karan Higdon's more high profile than the other three running backs involved. Jordan Scarlett, but, some people yeah, like. Yeah, like Jordan, Jordan Scarlett. They're going to be late-round running back picks, but they have some stuff that'll be interesting. Jordan, and Scarlett's had a better end to the year. Yes. Also, I'm excited. I think the best thing to see will be uh, Florida's right tackle, Jawan Taylor. Chase Winovich. Yeah, when those two uh, are battling. Uh, not playing healthy. He opted to do surgery after the combine and is still playing this game. I believe – they didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure it's his shoulder. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. Just from the watching. Chase Winovich is know. a badass. Gotcha. Oh, man. Who's in, like, all, every scout and every guy, every like, personnel guy is going to fall in love with Chase Winovich, the person, I think. Definitely. Like, they want him on the team. But so I think that, that's, that's kind of the premier prospect on prospect matchup in this game. Uh, how about the DBs for Michigan? We're not sure if they're coming out yet. That's kind of interesting. David Long. And Lavert Hill. Yeah. Yes. And Florida's got athleticism at receiver and not a ton of consistency. I kind of like Van Jefferson, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some long uh, speed. What else we got in this one? 
Michigan receivers are fun, but that's for next year. Yeah. I guess uh, Zach Gentry, your boy. Yeah, I want to see Gentry come back after what I think was a really rough Ohio State game. Yeah, that was. That I, was I don't know if he's. He got hit hard. I'm not actually not sure if he's playing. Um, but yeah, but hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll, he's okay. I'm also gonna take Michigan. Uh, okay, on to the Saturday. They, f- what they just have Florida's number. Sorry. Rob. Yeah, don't. That's why I'm taking them. Uh, Saturday, 4 p.m. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Let's aka go. the College Football Semifinal. Number three Notre Dame versus number two. Uh, nah. Number three, Notre Dame versus number two, Clemson. Clemson. What were we going to call them? No, I was going to say Notre Clemson. Uh, that would have been so that disrespectful. Cool. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a cool school. Clemson, 12-point favorites. Clemson without Dexter Lawrence, who is mm-hmm. suspended for steroids or PEDs, whatever you want to call it. I looked into this, the PEDs. Yeah, yeah. I saw you, you talking about it. The second test came back. Yeah, and he failed. Yeah. Um, I get that that's a big deal, but it's kind of being blown up. Albert Huggins, the backup defensive tackle, is going to be in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get that Dexter Lawrence is super high profile. He's not going to be a first round pick. That's not true. When people tweet that he is, that's not true. It, 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 look, I think people were saying they were doing the old like keeping the door open, like a potential first round pick. Like, oh, I don't. I'm not saying that, but he could be. And like, just to try to make the story a little bit. Yeah, like I don't think is. Dexter Lawrence is going to be a first round pick this year. At least. I don't think so either. Um, the, and especially now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like you're, I get that you're removing him, but Huggins is again going to be an NFL guy, and, and there's also three other NFL guys. The on other the dudes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Clellan Farrell and Christian Wilkins are better than Dexter Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't trust Notre Dame still, even though Brian Kelly won Head Coach of the Year. I will take Clemson. I know I do like the Notre Dame defense, and Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. Travis Etienne's got juice. I'm sure Jerry Tillery. And Co mm-hmm. will slow them early, but I just think they're too much. Is it honestly? I wish this Notre Dame team wasn't Notre Dame and wasn't coached under Brian Kelly because I'd like. I think it's a very like. Yeah, it's a very likable. I like group. Jerry Tillery so much. Ian Book's like a lot Tillery. of fun. I like Ian. Uh, they, Julian Love is cool. Like uh, Claypool's a Canadian receiver. Alize mm-hmm. Mack, Miles Boykin, Dexter. Yep. Uh, Dexter Williams, a running. There's back a lot of like just like. just likable kind of like just likable dudes on this team. Drew and, uh, Tranquil, everyone loves him. Tavon Cowley. Yeah. I'm just yeah. naming the whole roster. Just to yeah, keep flex, on flex it. So again, I wish it wasn't Notre Dame, and I wish it wasn't Brian Kelly. Uh, Notre Dame's so hateable. I hate Notre Dame. Me too. Um, I hate Notre Dame more than any other team in college football. There's one more I hate more than Notre Dame, and you know why. But um, yeah, a roll Tigers. AJ, AJ hates Old Miss. That's who he hates. I don't respect cheating. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Tigers. I thought you were going to go more. I th- actually, my, when you started saying that, I thought you were going to say UL Lafayette, and I was going to go in for some reason. Oh, that would be cool. Was, yeah, I don't know. I had nothing, though. Uh, Raven Cajuns, more like uh, garbage. Nice. Um, <laughs> some 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 uh, prospect matchups to watch, though. I'm picking uh, Clemson, yeah. Would be... Um, Love against Higgins, that's fun. Yeah, which is a 2020 guy who could be a first-round mm-hmm. pick versus. But lo- that's love, a good test for love. Love apparently, yeah. I saw he hasn't decided yet. He uh, he got a thing back from the the advisory board saying he'd be a second-round pick or Ooh, third or third-round pick. But he take he's it, really it. interested in being a captain for Notre Dame next year, which is cool. I respect that. Yeah. See, so that's interesting. Um, other than that, a lot of the prospect. Pro, there's not a lot. Of, there's a lot of prospects, but not a ton of prospect versus prospect matchups per se. Mm-hmm. No, you're there's right. just a ton mm-hmm. of guys who are going to be in the NFL, like Jerry Tillery. But 
like it's not like the Clemson offensive line is some no. got any like super special dudes right now. No. Uh, same same way the other way with the Clemson D line versus the Notre Dame O line. Yeah. Um, I guess Tr- Trevon Mullen versus Miles Boykin can be a little interesting. Two that too? two yeah. kind of under the radar guys who have I think a lot of talent. Some Mullen hype mid season. I've been hi- I've been hyping him lately, kind of. Mm-hmm. I like Boykin. Boykin interests me. Yeah, too. big big catch radius, athletic. Him and Ian Buck kind of have a chemistry that Boykin yeah. didn't have with uh, Wimbush, who is transferring. Yeah, we're hitting all the news today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, ways, so yeah, I like it. it's uh, it's my I've, I've got I've, I'm following my script actually, but. Uh, I just hope this is a fun game, and I I think Clemson just pulls away in the fourth. Yeah, I hope I hope it's not like Clemson blows them out of the water. I hope Ian Book uses yeah. some magic to keep them in it, but we'll see. Uh, keep the story alive. The the more exciting game, I'd say, Saturday oh, 8 p.m. Capital One Orange Bowl, college football semifinal, college football playoff semifinal. Number four Oklahoma versus number one Alabama. Bama 14 point favorites. Flo Rida doing the halftime show. That's a, that's a get and a half, eh? It's a big get. I don't know who the Cotton Bowl halftime is. Probably do they just recycle through the same people to do halftime shows? Like, I'm, I feel like Imagine Dragons does one a major game every year. Same with Florida. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm sure Florida Georgia Lions doing the other game. Yo, Florida Georgia Line will will somehow be involved in college football. I feel like they're friends Maybe. with Florida. Like they probably have a song together. They probably do. What is Florida Georgia? Anyways, we're getting off topic. Uh, yeah, more like Georgia Florida line, am I right, Bulldogs fans? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I'm laughing. What do you want from me? Harder. I was I was throwing shade at the Gators because they're playing your Michigan. Um, yes, yeah, you said you should. Yeah, Ka- Heisman winner, future NFL quarterback Kyler Murray, Oof, taking on the best defense in the country. Um, with he, hey, Oklahoma's got the best offensive line in the country. Five future NFL linemen on that offensive line. They, they won the award. So yeah. Uh, hey, I uh, I think I re- oh, I might have forgot the center's name. Remember oh, uh, Creed Humphrey or something? It's Humphrey, isn't it? Red 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 Troop freshman who's going to be yes. in the NFL one day. They, but the other four been, are going to be in the NFL very soon. They talk up the the center like crazy. Yeah, um, Cody Ford. Going against like Raekwon um, Davis is going to be a lot of fun. Saw some Cody Ford uh, love on the old Twitter machine today. Actually, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Quinn Williams taking on the interior Ben Powers, uh, Drew Simia. This game's this game's going to be the, I, the trench I, battle between yeah. the Oklahoma O line and the Alabama D line is why I am so excited. I think, mm-hmm. and then obviously, I mean. Kyler. I mean, the new you got Kyler Murray against the defense. Hollywood, as a whole. yeah, Kyler Hollywood, CD Lamb. Hollywood's got a chance to do some stuff. Yeah, if, again, if the the Bama secondary played a lot better down the stretch, but if you're looking for a hole in the defense, it's at the cornerback position for Alabama. They're just they're young. You know, we we've seen them flash. They, they lost Trevon Diggs. Certain's mm-hmm. been okay. Like we you know we've seen them do some stuff. Yeah, and uh, Savion Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Deontay Thompson's really great on the back end. It'll be fun to see yeah. him against Kyler. Uh, it's gonna. It's. I mean, it's again. It's gonna come down to the trench play uh, on that side of the ball. <laughs> Other side of the ball, Alabama shouldn't have any trouble against the no. Oklahoma defense. Like the Oklahoma no, defense shouldn't. is bad. Alabama uh, should be able to run the ball. They should get explosive plays from guys like Judy Henry Ruggs and uh, Devonta Smith and Irv Smith for that matter. Like, I, and that's why. 
I mean, 14's a lot, but I'm taking. I'm not doubting Alabama. It's going to be hard for Oklahoma to keep up scoring with this Bama team. I'm a boomer sooner, though, Rob. I have to. To win, just cover. Boomer sooner. To win? I'm not going to say. No, wow, Kyler's a QB1? Is that what you're saying? I wish. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll take them to cover. I want them to win. Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? I just think at the end of the day, like. This is my natty, like, who, like When Alabama's giving Josh Jacobs just his sixth carry of the game in the fourth quarter and he rips off yeah. a 60 yard touchdown because they'll pull him and they just pull away. That's kind of how I see it happening. Like, I think it'll be high scoring um, and close. How about a big Kenneth Murray game, baby? Over under 77. What would you do? Uh, if I'm cheering for a close game, it's got to be over, right? Yeah, Bama's, yeah, yeah. Bama's going to score, and yep. Oklahoma's got to keep up. Yeah, I, I I think I mentioned this before on the show, but that, that's got to be the highest total in the Nick Saban era, right? I think so. There's no way it's not. It's not? There's no way it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to the real important games that get played on random Tuesdays. Um, Tuesday, 1 p.m., PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Number 11, LSU, 7.5-point favorites. day. <laughs> yeah, random, random Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Number 11, LSU, 7.5-point favorites against number 8, Central Florida. It's the New Year's 5 plus the Peach Bowl on Saturday. Uh, okay, look. What do you want to talk about here? I, I'm not excited for this game. Okay. Central Florida. I... I've been a Central, so I must naysayer for Central Florida though, and they don't have they don't really have any prospects, so I'm dude. It doesn't interest me that much. That's fair, but hold on. UCF proved something to me in the AAC championship game because I was not expecting that from them. I'm gonna take them to cover LSU wins. Okay, just I, I, they they shouldn't be able to stay on the field like, with LSU. Gr- but. Greedy's not gonna play. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Fulton's injured. That that hurts, but hey, no Mackenzie Milton. So yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying it's just like it makes me like those are prospects I would have tuned into the game. Like I'm going to tune into the game regardless because I don't have a life. But well, you can watch the Citrus Bowl at the same time. Yeah, so. l- luckily. But yeah, no, I just which also it's not like there's really about. not like Central Florida really doesn't have any prospects. So no. uh, yeah, I'll take LSU to cover and win. Uh, also Tuesday 1 p.m. VRBO Citrus Bowl number four. What is VRBO? I don't know. Verbo. Uh, number 14, Kentucky oh, versus you. number 12, Penn State. Penn State, six and a half point favorites. This is not an interesting bullet. Roll Wildcats. Yeah, but yeah, I love I'm, Kentucky. I'm taking UK plus points. Yeah, I want to see Josh Allen eat this Penn State O-line. I want to see the the Kentucky secondary feast on this terrible Penn State passing game. Uh, good test to see Miles Sanders against a legitimate Kentucky defense. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, I don't know, ben, Benny Snell, like, Four yards in a cloud of dust offense. Uh, like there's not a lot. Like Penn, I don't know. Penn State's very it's overrated. Very, yeah. So it's, I mean, UK's deserving of the four. I think they're not the 14th best team in the country, but they're deserving of it. Penn State's just yeah, overrated. yeah. Like Kentucky deserves 14 more than Penn State deserves to be 12. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. Tuesday, 5 p.m. Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. Number nine, Washington versus number six, Ohio State. Ohio State seven point favorites. The big test here, quarterback one, Dwayne Haskins mm. taking on the Washington secondary. That has yeah. five future NFL DBs, if you think JoJo Max is an I, NFL DB. As a college football fan, this game's not that fun. But as an NFL draft fan, yeah, like that's, seeing Haskins against his against, defense yeah. and secondary is really cool. Like, 
Right now, Byron Murphy is six on my big board, the number one corner in the draft for me. Miles um, Bryant, I think, is my number one nickel. Taylor Rapp's my number two safety. JoJo Mack is going to be undrafted, but could make a special teams. Uh, I like Jordan Miller, their other corner. I have a draftable grade on him. So And your boy, BBK. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, of course. Ben, <laughs> on the rest ben, of the Ben Burkirvin. And Greg Gaines. And Greg Gaines, the boys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, taking on Dwayne Haskins. Haskins against the secondary. This is a huge prove it game. Haskins kind of feel like just because this QB class, it's almost he'll go top ten regardless. As, as yeah. long as nothing crazy happens, yeah. he will be QB one, go top ten. But, but this is, is going to be a huge a prove, prove it. it game for proving yeah. that you're. I, I'm the guy. Like I'm I don't. I, he's not class. even. He's not even considered a definite first round grade from everyone. No, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. So this is again huge proof of game. Uh, I'm taking Ohio State. Other side, winning cover. Yeah, me too. Uh, other side of the ball, I don't know. Miles Gaskin's always fun. Ohio State's defense kind of sucks, so maybe Jake Browning will accidentally throw some touchdowns. <laughs> um, uh, Fuller, Fuller is cool. He's not, he's not gonna eligible. Do no. He is eligible. Uh, oh yeah, he's Richard sophomore, right? No, Rich, uh, he's just a junior. Is he a junior? Yeah, the, they have. Uh, they have. Two other sophomore guys who contribute that are that's yeah. Um, finally Tuesday eight forty five p.m. All State Sugar Bowl number fifteen Texas takes on number five Georgia. Like to me Texas is better than Penn State. Am I wrong? Penn State's twelve Texas no. fifteen. No, you're not wrong. Okay, thank you. Uh, but Georgia's also a lot better than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, are they? We don't know. Uh, number five Georgia. Georgia's thirteen point favorites. I don't. Even- I'm going to take Georgia to cover. Me too. Their running game, I think, is going to be ultimately too much for Texas. Swift yeah. and Holyfield. Holyfield two two yeah. future starting NFL running backs, in my opinion. Um, Riley Ridley, wide receiver two in the 2019 NFL draft mm. class. Don't at me. It, mm. You, buddy, go watch the tape. Trust me. The what? The tape. Do you have all 22? Then you can't skip. <laughs> Sorry, he only had 500 receiving yards this season. He's obviously Bro. not an NFL receiver. Dawson Knox. Did you know he's really 23 years old? What? A 23-year-old junior? How would you draft that? Yeah, yeah, hey, you were knocking a 25-year-old tight end like a, a week ago. So. Who? Hayden Hurst. <laughs> what? Hayden Hurst. Oh, well, yeah, he's already in the NFL. I can knock him now. Hayden Hurst is older than Max Williams. That's hilarious. Max Williams has been in the league Max, for four years. Like, yeah. Max Williams has been a hyped, got drafted high, and been a bust. All before Hayden Hurst even saw the field in the NFL. Saw the field before he was off the mound. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and, the, and the show there. That was two, that was yeah, thank that was too good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I'll take Georgia to cover. Again, running backs. Texas, yeah. it's going to be fun. Like, seeing a little bit of Chris Boyd uh, on Riley Ridley, hopefully. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, hopefully. Um, tr- hopefully Ridley gets some looks. They do usually save him for big games. Yeah. So. Uh, Charles Amini, who, who's getting a ton of hype lately, the Texas uh, defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Seeing him against Georgia's O-line is going to be interesting in that run game. Um. You know, you know who I low key miss watching, play, watching to play football. Who? I don't know what I'm talking about. Who? I see a win. I'm upset he's he was out all year. Yeah, me too. Uh, like sa- sadly, no DeAndre Baker for Georgia. But so because yeah. that, that, that would have been, been cool. a, that would have been Boyd, really good. Boyd Ridley on one side, and then Baker against either Humphrey and, and, and Colin, Johnson Colin Johnson on the other yeah. side would have been a lot of fun. But yeah, ultimately, yeah. I think Georgia takes this and covers. Me too. Right. Yeah, me too. That's gonna do it for this episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven, brought to you by my bookie. Uh, you can Did they pay you extra for that yeah, one? Yeah, they did. They, <laughs> little, they said, here's a little B 
beer money. Buy one so, beer so, with this five dollars. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good. I mean, wouldn't you save one little line there for a beer? I would. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm a sellout. Um, follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarchese13. Follow me at RobPaulNFL. Uh, follow Armchair at AC All Americans and at ArmchairNFL. Go to ArmchairAllAmericans.com. Read my NFL draft stuff. Hey, maybe you want to know who the best prospects in all the bowl games are. I've got you covered. Can I have the last word of the podcast? Please. I'm honored. You ready? Mm-hmm. Get off the mound. <laughs>